wanted to know, for people who might be a bit sceptical out there, can you actually blame your zodiac sign on your personality traits? Like, can you kind of like palm it off? Be like, sorry, I'm late, I'm yeah. a Taurus. Exactly, I'll be like, I'm not an asshole, I'm just a Scorpio. Like, can you actually do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! No. No, you can't. Hey chicks, I'm Sal. And I'm Al. And this is Two Broke Chicks, a show where we share life lessons because we may be broken funds, but we're rich in life. And today we're in for a spiritual, astrological awakening awakening time because we have the Astrology Coach podcast host, Natasha Weber, with us, aka Astro Tash, who you might have seen on Instagram. Welcome to the show, Tash. Thank you so much, Alan Sal. It's wonderful to be here. We are so excited. We both love to palm off our toxic traits to Mm. our star signs constantly. So (laughs) we're really excited for you to perhaps validate or maybe illuminate some things for us today. Before we get into it, though, we love to start our episodes with a life lesson of the week. So as our guest of honour, would you like to kick us off? Wow. Okay. A life lesson of the week. Well, I'm constantly thinking about Mars in Leo this week because um, it's triggering my Leo sign and anybody with strong Leo in their chart might feel the same way. It's been quite discombobulating and it can stir up some frustration and aggression and that sense of feeling out of control. So with that said, I think my life lesson would be to remind people Um, Even though you might be dealt um, a rough cosmic cards, um, I think that it's important to know that you hold the compass of your own destiny Mm. in your hands and that control is still within, um, within you. And so not to feel too worried about things getting too kind of crazy out there at the moment, which they kind of are. I really needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mars is in Leo. That's why I drank five rounds of wines last night. Okay. Totally. Like that's why I'm hungover. Blame it on the stars. Yeah. (laughs) It's because Mars is in Leo. Yeah. Whenever if this weekend I snap at my boyfriend, I'm going to be like, babe, Mars is in Leo. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just take a break. What's yours, Sal? Well... I'm going to go with an astrological one as well because on our Instagram, Two Broke Chicks, Al and I love to do a little roundup of like kind of like news headlines for the Zodiacs at the beginning of every month or at the beginning of every Zodiac cycle. And, you know, we're, I'm usually doing research trying to figure out like the different traits of each sign. And I found out something about Pisces, which oh. I didn't really know and I am a Pisces, and it's that apparently Pisces have like a martyr complex and always see themselves as like the victim of a situation that often has nothing to do with them. And it was a good reminder not to take everything so personally because I think I often do that. Like something will be happening that I'm not involved in (laughs) and I'm like, how hurtful for me. How could you do this to me? And really I could just be like, oh, that involves two completely separate people. It has nothing to do with me. So like. Because like you hate it when your friends date duds. Mine's not very important. But you know that feeling when you want to take your eyeballs out of your head and put them in a glass of cold water? Like you're either really tired or you feel like I feel right now, mm-hmm. you have too many wines. Allergies. And yeah, allergies. And you're like, I just want to take my eyeballs out and put them in a glass of water and then pop them back in. Get eye drops and put them in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is good. 
also, this is just what I've done this week. And I got my eye drops, which are just normal standard eye drops to rehydrate them balls <laughs> and put them in the fridge and then they're nice and cold. And so then you drop them in your eye and it feels so good. Oh, that That's my life so lesson. Get eye drops, put them in the fridge for when you're tired, hay fever or hungover, and it'll be a nice little refresh for your eyeball balls. Okay, gorgeous. Well, now that we've got our life lessons out of the way, let's jump into the questions. We wanted to kick things off, Tash, by asking, what's your star sign? Getting straight to the personal stuff. I'm a Gemini. And you know what was funny? I actually read an article um, yesterday that said you should never date a Gemini. And so I have to jump to Gemini's defences here because um, every sign has a light and a shadow expression. <laughs> and sure, Geminis are known to be really flippant. They will leave a relationship if they feel bored, um, you know, if they haven't sort of stepped over that line of commitment. And, um, you know, they have kind of a reputation for that. But on the other hand, that is the shadow expression of a Gemini. But I'm a Gemini sun and I have a Leo moon. But also, especially the Leo moon can be very um, warm-hearted and very generous. And Leos, this is a little known fact, but Leos are fantastic with children as well. And they're also highly creative, one of the most creative signs. Wow. So that's my moon sign. And then, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going through my big three here, but I also want to blast that out of the water if I can, but I'll just finish off here. I'm a Sag rising. So I guess that's where I'm wanting to educate people. For me, it's about astrology and um, I also love the outdoors and a bit of life adventure. And I'm super passionate about life and particularly astrology. We've already run through this off air, but Sal, do you want to talk us through your big three? Mm -hmm. So I'm a Pisces sun and Aquarius moon and a Gemini rising. So I know yeah. a lot about my Pisces sun, but not so much about how the moon and rising comes into play there. Yes. Well, what you were saying before about your Pisces sun sign is so accurate. And I think it's just a lesson for Pisces out there, you know, to be aware that they're not taking on board everybody else's problems. Maybe as a child, you were inclined to bring all the stray animals home because you just want to fix everybody and fix everything. And that's such a beautiful trait. And, you know, you don't want to change who you are, but so on the true. other hand, you want to make sure that you're finding balance and that it's not draining your energy and it's not sort of taking too much away from you and how you live your life. And, you know, some people can really go overboard and particularly in relationships, you know, with, mm. the, with the Pisces sun or moon, in fact, where you're choosing partners that um, are perhaps the victim types. And so have to be really mindful of that. And then you said Gemini rising. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is where the rising sign is how you project yourself out into the world, but it's also how other people perceive you and your image, kind of your, your persona. And this fits in perfectly with broadcasting because Gemini rules media and, you know, your podcast. That's probably why you're so successful with your podcast. Well, one of the contributing factors. Um, great communicator. And I think that's how other people see you. Also, you know, really friendly vibe and really approachable vibe. And then the Aquarius moon, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Aquarius moon. Yeah. So this is this is fantastic. This is highly intelligent and with an ability to communicate your feelings very well because the moon sign represents your emotional landscape, uh, the capacity to feel, 
It can also represent your mother and how you might experience motherhood down the track if that's your journey and the divine feminine also. So you'd be a wonderful advocate for for women and for talking about that and communicating that out into the world. And also, you know, that intelligent kind of uh, approach to, to how you communicate things and in a slightly unusual, quirky way, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you definitely dance to the beat of your own drum. Oh, yeah. Wow. She I does. feel so sane. That was very <laughs> accurate. Like, I understood. Yeah. What's your big three, Al? So my, my sun is Aries, my moon is Taurus, and my rising is Leo. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of fire there. So I'm like kind of thinking of little firecracker. Um, So sun in Aries. Yeah. This is a personality that likes to shine out into the world in a big way. Um, But also you'd be a fantastic initiator, someone who likes to pioneer um, things Um, can be too quick to give your heart away. So super passionate, but, you know, like you can jump into things a little too quickly with that airy sun. But that said, you're balanced out by that Taurus moon. So this is quite different. And the Taurus is more slow and steady and needs some time to build loyalty and trust. And that's really important to you in your romantic relationships because the moon, again, represents your emotional landscape. Uh, I think a love for the finer things in life, a bit of a foodie, like a nice glass of whatever you like to drink (laughs) that has to be quality. Yep. The Leo, Leo rising. rising, yeah. Yeah, well, that's someone that's definitely projecting themselves out into the world in a big way, mm-hmm. um, not afraid to be seen and kind of take that limelight. But it's not even that you seek it. It just kind of the spotlight lands on you regardless of whether you're ambitious or, or not. It's just your natural kind of destiny (laughs) to yeah to be in that spotlight especially with leo being your rising sign very accurate i find so that's so cool but the thing that i want to understand more is we talk about the big three but what's actually the difference and what do they mean when we're talking about your sun moon and rising sign every planet represents a different part of ourselves and our experiences So, for example, the rising sign is how you project yourself out into the world and how other people see you. So it's more of your personality. It's more of that outer layer that you wear. But that said, it's still a very sensitive point in your chart. So if it's triggered, you know, you will feel those effects by whatever's happening to your rising sign. Whereas the sun sign is more to do with your core character. It shows what makes you come alive and what fuels your life force. And then the moon sign is a deeper layer again. It's a more soulful layer. As I mentioned, it's linked to the divine feminine. So it's like every planet will show a different part of your life and who you are. But it's almost like if you know your big three and beyond, you can then layer these um, up and get a better idea of who you are and what you're here on this earth to do and what makes you tick. So by knowing your big three and, and more, by knowing your chart, it can help really create that level of self-awareness. And I think that is so important when we're self-aware, it then leads us to make better choices, to be more compassionate with ourselves, 
And I mean, that's kind of the big three in a very short, brief nutshell. But can I just blow the big three out of the water, actually? Because I don't know who coined the term the big three, but I can't for the life of me figure out why it's not the big four. Mm, What's the fourth? I believe that the midheaven should be included because the midheaven is much like the rising sign in that it's a mathematical point in the chart. It sits at the zenith of the chart and um, it represents your career, but also Mm. your vocation, your passion, purpose, your life direction at your highest potential. So it really should be in there, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it just didn't sound as cool as the big three. And <laughs> yeah, I, I really think it should be the big four and the mm. midheaven should be there because it's pretty important. Definitely. Your whole life direction. And if that, if your midheaven is triggered, then, you know, this can often indicate things like marriage or a career sea change. Mm. Rebrand. Yeah. The awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what mine is. I have to look it up, see what the hell's going on. Yeah, see, I'd I'd look it up on CoStar, but every time I open it, it just reads me (laughs) filth. My CoStar is so mean to me. One time my CoStar opened it up and it just said, your life, it's a nightmare. And I was like, oh, okay, true, but rude. But also, come on, I have feelings. Uh Okay, we want to jump into some of the juicy stuff. Mm. What's the most hated star sign? Yeah, what star sign well, sucks? Yeah, what's the worst star sign? It would be, well, and not by my opinion because, I, you know, I really have to say every sign has a light and a shadow expression. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's a media answer. Come on. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, yeah, I'm kidding. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to lean into my Jupiter in diplomatic Libra here and say that, you know, it's so true. And often sometimes a sign's most uh, intense shadow qualities will be reflected in their lighter qualities, meaning that the the worse a sign can be, the better it can also be, if mm. that makes sense. For example, Scorpio, I think, and to answer your question, I think it would have to be a toss-up between Gemini and Scorpio. I knew so, it. So <laughs> um, with, with Scorpio, they are known to be jealous and vindictive and vengeful and possessive. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the drama. Yeah. The drama. Yes. The drama says the Leo rising. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, this is definitely part of what Scorpio can be like. Mm. But it's more when they're leaning into their shadow side, mm. when they're at their worst, because Scorpio can also be at their best. And the reason why they have the capacity to be, um, you know, possessive and jealous and and so intense is because they have this deep ability to love on such a profound Mm. level. And sometimes that can go a bit haywire. And I really feel that we always have free will and there's always choice about how we express our um, astrological DNA. So if you're a Scorpio out there and you know you can be jealous and you know you can be really possessive, understand that that's because you have this deep, beautiful capacity to to love someone and maybe just lean into that more and embrace that. And, you know, again, that's that level of self-awareness and acceptance that you say, well, yes, I know I can be like that, but it's just because I have this deep capacity to love someone. I love you too much. I love you. I need you. I got you. Get the, get the, try a little dance. Anyway, okay, wait. So Gemini then. Wait, yeah, it's a great song, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, so Gemini's so also. Gemini's uh, well. Well, because of, you know, what we discussed before about Gemini being, you know, it can be quite a flippant sign. Gemini likes to juggle things. It's a it's a sign of duality, although people often have this misconception about Gemini that they are two-faced, you know, mm. because it's the twins. Oh, you're two-faced and you can't make a decision and so on and so on. But it's not really that they're two-faced. It's that they have the ability to multitask. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> and this incredible ability to, to juggle tasks and juggle ideas. And they often do have two things on the go. Unfortunately, again, in the shadow side, this can mean that they've got two relationships on the go. And this is where Geminis need to be mindful to use that ability to multitask in good ways. Use your powers for good. Mm, good, not evil. Um, I like that. Make those good choices. Geminis do get bored very quickly. They're mm. super clever. So they have trouble sticking to things. So again, if they're mindful of that, they can just, you know, this is an area they have to work on. And we all have stuff that we have to work on in our charts. Um, yeah. <laughs> not me. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Um, <laughs> speaking of being perfect, um, what star sign is the best in bed, the best oh. lover? Who should the chicks put on their dating apps? Yeah, well, it depends what you're looking for and it depends where your Mars sign is. Mm. So if you know your Mars sign is in, let's say, Taurus, you're going to want a, a partner with a Mars sign that is ideally also in an earth sign because that would mean that your Mars signs are compatible and Mars represents sex in astrology. Ah, not so, Venus? I would have thought Venus was the love one. Or is it Mars? It is. Ah. Venus is your love language. It represents what you are looking for in a partner and how you show up in a romantic relationship. Ah. But Mars is the sexy bit. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that a lot. <laughs> So look to someone, you know, just like you would look for sun sign compatibility, um, you would also do the same thing for your Mars signs and possibly Mars to Venus and Venus to Mars, mm. um, yeah, if you're looking for a sexual compatibility. I think, you know, Scorpio has a reputation for being great in the bedroom. It's the sign that rules sex. But that said, Scorpio, yes, is great in the bedroom, is uh, sexually, uh, you know, has that sexual prowess. Mm. But I really feel, again, that Scorpio can be misunderstood in that it's not just looking for sexual connection and, you know, hot monkey sex. It's um, <laughs> how many times can I say sex? <laughs> I like it. More. <laughs> I think it it stems from yearning for a deeper emotional intimacy mm. so it's more about intimacy than it is about sex like Ooh. physical intimacy yes but it's so much better when you layer that up with emotional intimacy oh that's true is that why people say men are from mars women are from venus oh wow or is that just a coincidence well i think venus is meant to be venus is a is a feminine sign it represents also along with the moon the divine feminine and mars is a masculine sign you know it's why those symbols of venus mm. and, and mars in astrology are also the symbols for man and woman I like to say yin and yang instead of masculine and feminine. I just mm. feel like it represents and explains the 
energy a little bit better because that's what we're really talking about. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. But, you know, everybody has a Mars and a Venus sign Mm. in their chart. So we've all got yin and yang, masculine, feminine energies going on. Mm. That's so true. A woman might be more in tune with her masculine energies and a man might be more in tune with his feminine energies. And we can often see this in the chart. Mm. I love that. We wanted to know, for people who might be a bit sceptical out there, can you actually blame your zodiac sign on your personality traits? Like, can you kind of like palm it off? <laughs> be like, sorry, I'm late. Yeah. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> exactly. I'll be like, I'm not an asshole. I'm just a Scorpio. Like, can you actually do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No. No, you can't because as, you know, my little catchphrase, every sign has a light and a shadow expression. So if you are leaning in to the negative qualities of a sign, that is a choice. And you can choose to, um, you know, go down the path of choosing the more positive qualities of a sign as well. And you don't even need to know what they are. But I think that, you know, intuitively, you should be, if you make that choice within yourself, certainly looking at your astrology is going to speed that process along because you'll know um, what the light and the shadow qualities are of your, let's say your sun sign. So for example, if you're a Taurus and you are slow, you have difficulty leaving a relationship that has passed its use by date then you're going to know that that's something that is a trait you need to work on Mm. improving so if you're in that situation next time you or or even if you're still in that situation you know you have to tap into your inner motivator and get out of there even Mm. though it's difficult for you it's not going to come naturally so we can work with our astrology you know we can work on our more negative traits and that is a choice Damn it. Well, <laughs> shit. Well, okay. Because I always justify my dummy spits as an Aries rage. Mm. And I just need to like burn it off and then it's done and I'm like, oh, okay, I feel bad now. Mm. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, as long as you're aware that you're doing that, I think yeah. it's fine. We're not perfect and we are going to kind of fall back into the shadow sometimes. Mm. Um, and if we say, oh, well, you know, that's the Aries rage going on, then um, I think you're allowed that. I think you're allowed that in moments. Yeah, it's true. There's like the sound of like a kettle like going up in that mm-hmm. yeah. and like sounds watching me and I'll be like staring off into the distance and I'll go, ding, and I'll be like, how did that thing? Yeah. And then I get my like powers of the water sign and be like, yeah, that's one of my best friends because I'm the fire sign, Sal's the water sign. And my partner's an air sign, but they're a Libra. So that's why, because they're so balanced oh. and regulated with their emotions. And I'm like, <laughs> what about incompatible star signs? Do you have any examples of star signs that absolutely should not date? All the chicks out there, beware. Look, Gemini men have a reputation, right? Mm. But again, I'm going to say look beyond the sun sign. Yeah. Because a Gemini guy might be choosing to use his astrology really positively and he might be an amazing communicator and lots of fun with that Gemini sun sign. Um, But then again, with a more uh, earthy moon sign 
or earthy Venus sign that could be, you know, that could really balance that out. There are some signs that don't work very well together. And basically the compatibility is down to the math. If your sun sign and your moon signs and your Mars signs and your Venus signs are all incompatible. And when I say incompatible, it's like determined by the mathematical distance between two planets and a really easy way of understanding what is compatible like as just a general is if uh, two planets are in signs of the same element so Mm -hmm. if you have your mars venus moon or sun sign in um, the same element fire earth air or water then that is going to be a natural easy compatibility but if there's incompatibility there according to the elements and it's coming up on your dating app i'd say probably steer clear of that one So last but not least, what is Mercury in retrograde? It just finished and how do we recover from it? Mercury in retrograde is referring to when Mercury appears to go backwards according to our vantage point here on Earth. Mm. It doesn't actually go backwards physically, Mm. but there is an energetic influence that we experience And um, that has to do with whatever Mercury represents in astrology is said to not flow smoothly forward. Mm. And Mercury represents communication, information, data. We say as astrologers not to um, engage in any major negotiations or, you know, uh, lay down any relationship ultimatums. You don't want to be sending important texts or emails when the planet of communication Mm. is going backwards. That said, there are positives to Mercury's retrograde because whenever a planet is retrograding, um, although progress isn't supported, it is wonderful to give you a pause Mm. and to take the opportunity to go within. The energy of that planet goes inward. And so it's a wonderful time for introspection on whatever that planet represents. So sort of deep thinking, deep philosophizing and contemplation is really supported. Um, Also kind of decluttering, decluttering your mind, decluttering your paradigms can be wonderful during Mercury's retrograde. Then there's the thing called the shadow. Look, that said. How like omnius. (laughs) (laughs) The shadow. The shadow. I know we're talking. Yes. Well, this is a thing. This is uh, Mercury shadow period. Now, that is usually about two weeks on either side of Mercury's retrograde, the pre-shadow and the post-shadow. But when you think that Mercury is in retrograde, three to four times a year and each retrograde lasts for about three weeks and then you add another four weeks onto each retrograde that is a crazy amount of time to not be you know signing documents not to be (laughs) sort of moving ahead with any negotiations I don't say that the shadow period is the same as the retrograde itself I do believe that the pre-shadow is about introducing the mercury retrograde themes that you might have to deal with that retrograde because every retrograde is different as well according to the sign that mercury is retrograding through and where it's happening in your chart for someone who has let's say mercury is retrograding through leo and you have a venus in leo then this could have to do with your communication in your love life and your Ooh. relationships or to do with money as well because venus can rule money also and i think the post shadow period um is about putting into action all of those Mercury retrograde themes. Mm, all those pauses. Get back yes. on the 
saddle. Mm, so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Natasha, for coming on the show. That was such an interesting chat. But before we let you go, where can the chicks find you and follow you and learn more? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm on Astro Tash on Instagram and, um, of course, on Astrology Coach Podcast, I give a bi-weekly forecast. Perfect. Amazing. I will be tuning in. Mm-hmm. God, tell me what to do, Tash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can I buy this? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, That's not what this is. I'm like, yeah. that's a yes. <laughs> Done. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, girls. It's Thanks. been lovely. Bye. Bye. Well, that's a wrap, my little psycho Aries, for another episode of Two Broke Chicks. Thank you so much again to Natasha for coming on the show and to you chicks for having us in your ear holes. We love to be here. Sorry if you're a Gemini or a Scorpio. (laughs) That was a rough one for you. I I like a Scorpio. I like all those things. I like the vengeful, jealous (laughs) era. Like, what's your mood? Also, Scorpio is a water sign. I feel like I can fuck with them. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening and thank you to our production team at MIK Studios for making today's episode possible. Anyway. Bye. Bye-bye, beast. Bye. Bye.